Recording started. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> cut, <laughs> cut. Let me now, let me just roll with music. it. I can always edit this. Yeah, Chris is over. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hopefully now I've got my shit together. <laughs> I'm Bill. And I want you to leave that whole thing because I think it's perfect. I'm Linda. Chris was saying. Yeah. I'm Charles. I'm Jenna. I'm Chris. Good morning. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those mornings, I think. So anyway, welcome to the show. Uh, this uh, episode, we're going to be talking about the new Flash movie, uh, that's out. And uh, if we have time, we'll maybe talk a little bit about uh, Nimura. Did I say that right? Nimona. 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 <laughs> All right. Got we'll it. get to it. We'll get to All it. All good. All right. So, um, Chris, why don't you uh, uh, take us through a quick synopsis of uh, the Flash movie? Yeah. So, this Flash movie introduces um multiverse to the to the dc universe and and it follows uh barry allen and um kind of his need to kind of go back in time and fix something that he wished he wishes never happened which is uh losing his mother and then his father going to prison and all this is kind of brought up by the fact that his uh father's uh court date is coming up and so in, in talking with a, a friend uh, um, like that from college or something uh, that he came across, um, he has this epiphany, right? As he, as he thinks back to how his mother died or what, what led up to it, what he can do about it. He has this epiphany that if, uh, you know, if he prevents his dad from ever having to leave to go to the store to get this can of tomatoes that his mother needed, that none of this would have ever happened. And so uh, this movie is primarily about Barry going back, changing that one thing so that his life would be more fulfilled going forward. And then and destroying he, the world. Yeah. And destroying <laughs> the world. So when he goes, when he tries to, to get back to uh, his, his current time, uh, it turns out that that one little change, that one can of tomatoes completely threw everything out of whack um, to the extent somehow, right. The, the time that Barry returns back to um, is also when General Zod happens to show up on Earth looking for um, Superman. Clark Kent, Superman. Yeah. And um, even that has changed in this timeline. So uh, this Flash movie kind of covers Barry, again, going back in time, screwing some things up, meeting himself, a different version of himself, a, a version of himself that, that never lost his parents, right? And him dealing with that, as well as 
some mix-ups where he loses his powers for a time and, and how he deals with that as well. Uh, so that's kind of the, 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 the TLDR on the film. Um, and I think a lot of people that watch it will find that it was um, it was pretty decent for what it is. Time travel yeah. already, always brings in some contention, some discussions around that. But it was also very funny. They, they yeah. took uh, mm-hmm. some liberties with some uh, uh, actions that Barry does in terms of running and things like that. Um, <laughs> that were very, very funny, including a lot of one liners and, and quips back and forth between Barry and, and other people. So. Uh, but I enjoyed it overall, and, and that's kind of the movie. But we can jump in wherever we want to in, in talking about it. Yeah, so um, I liked it. So, Charles and Jenna, have you both seen it? Yes, absolutely. No, Sean Sean said it was a horrible uh, Sean? movie. Sean. Thanks, so Charles. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. <laughs> so for the audience, uh, Sean is sad. Uh <laughs> The long running joke that <laughs> Phil gets. Running joke. Now I'll be calling him Sean for the rest of the episode. No, but. don't. I think I think his organs might implode <laughs> at this point. And not to speak not to speak for Seth. Seth Seth gave it like a five out of ten rating. I, I don't know that you said it was horrible. He, no. There are some horrible aspects I think he feels about it, but that's also Seth. Seth and I see very differently when it comes to Marvel and DC. So, yeah, he doesn't like DC now that I think about it. <laughs> so it, it doesn't surprise me. So I, I don't think he gave the movie enough credit, given right. given some very cool things that happened about it. Let's talk about the Batmans. Yes. Yes. We, awesome. we get to bring back Michael Keaton yeah. in this as Batman. Right. And it was so, awesome. I didn't see any of the trailers, so I didn't know they brought back oh. the line. Let's get nuts. So I got it full effect in the movie without having it ruined in the trailer. And I was like, yes! yes! And it, it was awesome. Aaron's looking at me like, I don't get it. I'm like, you do not remember this line? This was a great line. Yep. Yep. So um, let's Michael Keaton did a great job being a jaded back man. Yep. Uh, so in this one, we had we had a few uh, uh, Batman, and let me get let me get this right here. So we had we had Michael Keaton, we had Ben Affleck, and uh, George Clooney. George Clooney. Mm-hmm. Um, so as as a spoiler for you know Bill and Linda, who, who didn't get all the way to the ending yet, um, but we do find out that when we think that Barry's timeline has been corrected in the end, obviously he'll become the victor here. But not everything is 100% back to the way it is because George Clooney is now there, not Ben Affleck. So <laughs> is Ben Affleck now like that's that's their way of getting rid of him? And I don't now think so because. No, I, I don't think so. And the reason why I don't know what they're going to end up doing with that is because George Clooney is also represented as an older Batman. So I don't know, I, I don't I don't know what what they need to do with that or, or how that's all going to work out. Because they, I would have preferred they kept Keaton then if they're going to keep an older Batman. Like Keaton makes the perfect, I think, older, um, sassy Batman. So not to say George Clooney can't do it, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. We'll have to see what they want to do with this going forward. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, so, I like. It. I thought it was pretty good. Um, we're uh, Lynn and I only managed to get about halfway through it uh, before we had to move on, but we we are going to go back and finish it because it's really really is it's hilarious. Funny. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't figure out. So when he goes back in time and changes the past, yep. and then he's moving back forward again. 
something comes and punches him out of the yeah yeah so out of the time stream they do answer that and okay. and i'll have to i have to spoil it to talk about it that's fine yep. but, that's all right you know there is another barry and what ultimately happens is um when uh so so the the barry that the film starts with right the yeah. one that we know uh and that we've been with in, in the last couple films uh for dc he he understands what went wrong with the time travel okay younger immature barry barry that that that, that we that he meets up with during this film yeah um once there's a part where he realizes he can do what the other version barry can and change time right he realizes he can go back and fix mistakes and they do end up in a situation where um you know michael keaton gets defeated in battle uh super superwoman gets defeated in battle and yeah. and they're like we're losing this thing against general zod there ends up being this big big battle against general zod and um they're losing and so he's like no we, we got to fix this so he goes back in time and he ends up in kind of a loop because he keeps trying different things and the outcome never changes but he can't accept that so meanwhile, while well, you know, we'll call him Barry number one, the OG Barry yeah. understands this. The you know Barry number two um, doesn't, and so um, he starts repeatedly going back through time, constantly over and over and over again. And then we come to realize that um, that 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 thing that came out of the the time warp place they were in, yeah, um, was Barry. Oh. It was a version so, of him that, that that was created through him going back in time. Go ahead, Jenna. I just realized a, a, a fault in that, though. What did he eat to keep going all those decades that he that Barry Number Two became old and like jaded yeah, and like one so more chance to do this? The reason Jenna brings that up is in being in the film, they make it clear that Barry only has a limited amount of energy he can use without refueling himself, whether that's a candy bar or something like that. Right. And they, they expel so much energy um, during this big battle. It's like, well, how does he keep doing it then? If, if he, if he can run on, if his gas tank can run empty over just doing something as extreme as that, right. I, I don't know. It's, it's a continuity issue, I guess, or kind of a, you know, what do you do with that detail? Yeah. I don't know. Huh. They, they'd already put that. They'd already put that. That uh, they'd already put a version of him out there. So it's like, well, we can't undo it now. Let's just run with it. Yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah, Bill. So that yeah, it was Barry fighting himself. Okay. And essentially, in order for him to exist and to keep trying to go back and change the timeline, he had to stop Barry from doing what he was doing because Barry was going to go back and fix it. Right. And, because and the theme that they. Did. The theme that we see with him talking to Michael Keaton is that there are inevitable points that will always occur, no matter mm -hmm. what. And that's what, with Batman dying and Supergirl dying, those were the inevitable points that, with the world that Barry number one had created. Oh, but, um, but like the other intersecting points is Bruce Wayne's dad and parents were always going to die to create Bruce Wayne. Right. Uh -huh. So, and so, uh, so these inevitable points, that's where Barry's like, well, mom's got to die. And Barry's number two is like, no. <laughs> right. Mom's He's like, no, die. she doesn't have to die. Batman, you know, the Michael Keaton version of Batman doesn't have to die. You know, he's, he's obsessed with these people that don't have to die. If we can go back in time, we can fix anything. Right. But, you know, obviously, uh, you know, 
in this one, it, it did a good job of portraying how tricky time travel can be, even yeah. down to the extent of if you've ever watched Back to the Future, which they give uh, kind of a tribute to uh, yeah. in this film. They, they call that out. Um, in Back to the Future, there were glitchy things like that that would happen. These little things where, you know, Doc Brown says the ramifications could be, you know, yeah. almost endless yeah. at, at that point. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this film does a good job of grasping that, that, that making that one little change that Barry did. Um, yeah. It was it was an immature decision he made, and it was all about him and, and not about anybody else. Um, but I get why. I mean, that was kind of yeah. his his own mental hoarder to get through, and he accepts it when you get near the end of the film that that he had to do this thing. So he says goodbye to his mom one last time um, in in the end of the film as he undoes his change and makes sure she does indeed forget that one can of tomato, which leads his dad to have to leave the home, and and she gets. Uh, um, attack now one thing they never did right if i recall is they never showed us exactly how she died we know she got stabbed and, and killed in the kitchen right. but they don't tell us who did it no they don't i kind of looked that up to see if there is any thing mm-hmm. that they would bring in later and i think it's just a random act of violence yeah random so it, home invasion yeah. or whatever so but you know uh when gina and i watched it she brought that up she goes that's kind of strange that they never gave us a face or, or just a random thing. It just, she was attacked and her dad shows up and they think it's her dad or sorry, his dad that attacks mm-hmm. him. And, and that was kind of it. And I was like, what? No kind of twist yeah. in there. Yeah. There's no other DC character that shows up or villain that did it. Well, maybe, a whole chain of events. Yeah. You know? Maybe they'll, maybe they'll go back to that in a future movie. Yeah, I, I think honestly that 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 they left it open right. for a reason. Maybe there's a maybe there's a plot they're mulling over. They don't have a script ready for yet, and maybe yeah. there's a version of the film where they had just a nobody doing that. But then they were like, you know what? Let's keep this on the wraps because we can yeah. introduce somebody, inject someone into this film, right. for that purpose. So right. I, I don't know. But, I mean, um, if they even keep going forward, I mean, because there's all this talk of uh, J- uh, James Gunn just starting fresh maybe keeping wonder woman as gal or gal gadot as wonder woman but it's going to be the robert patters and better batman and mm-hmm. you know the the yeah. uh Joaquin phoenix joker like there's no yes. telling which way well, go. It, it, it almost sounds he, like jack nicholson said no mm-hmm. to killing mm-hmm. never mind no no i know what you're saying <laughs> yeah yeah huh. and, and so the, the, the thing that this movie opens up that people need to be aware of is now that there's a multiverse, they can go in whatever direction that they want to go. And what Barry did created all these ramifications. And, and that's, that's highlighted when you get to the end of the film. And it's no longer Ben Affleck as his Batman. It is now George Clooney. That means what other villains exist now? What other, you know, right. um, what do the superheroes look like? Um, they did quant. They did. They did solidify Aquaman. I want to say there's a scene in there where uh, um, I think it's in the end, uh, in yeah. the credit scenes where Barry's stumbling out of a bar with Aquaman, and Aquaman is just pissed drunk. He's just completely <laughs> wasted. And uh, but but he's telling him about it, and and so Aquaman's like, "What? You know, there's there's different <laughs> Batman's and Superman's a woman, and and like all this other stuff, and and lets him just he, he ends up falling down on the ground like face first into a puddle, and he's like, <laughs> "I'm good here. This is my home." 
<laughs> like he's, he's good and, and just leaves drunk. Um, but uh, I, I think that kind of helps solidify that, you know, maybe keep Aquaman around. Uh, you know, he hasn't changed clearly. Uh, but the fact that they changed Batman opens the door for other things to happen. And again, uh, there's also a scene hmm. when we're in this time warp place and Barry's going frontwards and, and backwards through time where we see a lot of different versions of these different superheroes. So like, uh, uh, you know, Christopher I, Reeves. Christopher Reeves as Superman. Oh. You get the never seen Nicolas Cage as Superman. <laughs> they brought um, back as Batman. Yep, yep. So all the all the different Batmans and Supermans oh. that, that we have over the years um, are all kind of seen in this in this multi dimensional time warp place that Barry ends up going into. Um, so again, it opens a door for them to kind of go any kind of direction that they want. And we've seen a similar thing with Marvel and the different storylines and, and where they can pull from different um, comic book editions or, 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 or uh, what do you call them, story arcs. Um, so it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It, it opens the door for a lot. Yeah. It does, but did DC do it too late? Because, you know, I've talked to people who are not comic book fans and they've just mm -hmm. been taking the movie as the new experience. And they're like, did DC just rip off a of Marvel? I'm like, well, there's a little yeah. bit of confusion back to the comic books who did that first. Yep. So I, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's going to work for some people to have the multiverse in DC and Marvel. I don't, I don't, I don't think it is. And, and I think, DC has been too hell-bent on doing reboots and having these different arcs of just directions that they go with things to really make it, um, to really get people to stick with it. So I, I'm, a, I'm a DC fan at heart, right? You know, Superman is, is the best superhero to me. Um, and, uh, you know, Batman is probably second best. And I just like <laughs> the universe overall. But we now have different Batman films that get produced uh, for DC, you have you know Robert Pattinson's The Batman, which was good. It, it really was, but it was very much um, um, separated from the DC universe, right? It is from that universe, yeah. but there's no mention of other superheroes, no other uh, things going on there. And then there's you know this DC that has the Superman, your Batman's, your Aquaman's, your Wonder Woman's. And so it's weird to me to pick and choose what you like out of there and then just go a different direction. So to your point, Jenna, like, let's just keep Wonder Woman. That, mm -hmm. Okay. Like, yeah. like, so she's just supposed to act like this is all normal and there's a different Superman or Batman she's talking to. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how you deal with that. Um, and, and Barry's going to be a huge dick if he doesn't get with Batman and just double check to make sure there's not a Supergirl being held by mercenaries in Russia. Oh my God! Right. In case that was like We've another seen thing. How that that played out. Yeah. Point, like. yeah. Right. So, it overall though, again, uh, you know, we we talked about something earlier on. It was mentioned how funny this movie was, and it, and it really was. So, you know, there's there's a part where Barry loses his powers, and he hasn't really accepted it yet, or hasn't really realized it yet. And uh, he goes to go running, uh, <laughs> and so he gets down in his pose and. And he gets ready to run, and the music's building up to it. And then he he launches, only to find himself kind of running silly 
<laughs> through uh, in a circle in like slow mo, um, and and that scene really really hit me there because like he had to really embrace how goofy he was gonna look there, and then just being in total disbelief, right? Because right. he makes like a full circle before he's like before it really hits him, right? This isn't right. happening. I am not this slow. Um, meanwhile, he's got like his full form going, and he's all it just looks yeah. all goofy and everything. Uh, I just really enjoyed style. that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. And and I think that comes back to we have another really good actor. Like he did. I mean. Yeah. Taking personal life aside, Ezra Miller, he makes a really great Flash. And apparently in his other films, I haven't seen really his other films. He is an amazing actor, but his personal life is a shit it's overshadowing. show. Overshadowing. Yeah, it's overshadowing a lot really? of his future of what he'll be able to do. Yeah, we're talking like down to suspected grooming. kidnapping. Like, oh. It's bad. It's Yikes. Bad. Holy shit. Brainwashing people. Like it's, it's super bad. Oh my um, God. But it's like, is that because he's a part of the machine? Like yeah, where I, I don't know. When he's losing his shit because he's was a child actor. I don't know. It just yeah. sucks. Like you've got someone who's really good at their art, like Kevin Spacey. Yeah. Great actor. Grabbing dicks. Right. So <laughs> he's gone. I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He's as of like last year, and this is why they weren't sure whether this movie would even see the light of day. Like he had even at some point issued like an apology for this alleged kidnapping and all this other stuff that happened. It's pretty bad. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of really bad things that happen. And what sucks is when you see his talent in this film, even playing two different versions of himself, right? Yeah. You have that, that it, it, it was pretty great. He, he, yeah, he did a great his personality job. for better, or for worse. Yeah. In uh, that to the point where he was even arguing with himself and he's like, wow, this is awful. Is this what it's like for other people? You know, <laughs> know um, right. It's really good. It's really funny. And, and I just hate to see someone with clearly, um, in my opinion, a lot of great talent um, mm -hmm. throw it away in that manner. And, and uh, so it, if he needs help for whatever's going on, that's he should get that help. And hopefully he has the resources for that. I can't imagine that he doesn't. Um, because I, I feel like what they put together here was a really great film. And yeah. um, uh, he really stands out in it. He he he. He presented himself well on the stage with the likes of Michael Keaton and, and yeah. others. And, right. and so when you have that, um, it's really sad to see like the future of a franchise be on the, um, you know, on the ledge for his other actions outside of films. So yikes sucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, and, like we're not excusing his behavior at all. I mean, no. he's a good actor. We're not, it's just, it's one of those things that you have to look at the whole person and you, he's a great actor. Fuck. He's a shitty person outside of that. Fuck. I hope he gets help and he changes. Yeah. I mean, I just, I what you see in the nude. like him in the nude scenes. No. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> he's like, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. No, I just look at it more from the, now that I'm a mom. I'm like, wow, if my kid was spiraling that bad, I would really want to help because you just like everyone yeah. comes in as a mostly blank slate. So there is something happening in his life that has pushed him that way in my mind. Yeah. Well, uh, in keeping with the, the flavor of the movie, let me ask everybody this question. If you were to go back in time and meet a younger version of yourself, do you think, you'd, you think the two of you would get along? 
<laughs> wow, I, I guess I didn't think that would be the question. Um, <laughs> would we get along? Yeah. No, uh, you think you'd... Because, you, you know... They, Am I, is my younger version drunk or sober? <laughs> well, I'll or let it, you decide. Or high, for that matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I might be tying to a tree. Oh, boy. Um, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, I, I think so, regardless of what my mental state is at the time. Uh, you just buy Tesla, buy <laughs> Apple, and buy Facebook stock. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the amount of financial advice I'd be giving. Like, yeah. bro, listen here. Trust me. Trust me. Go all in. Right? I, Everything. I think, I, I think I'd get along with my younger self, but um, I'd be very wary because he was quite the prankster. All right. Yeah. Even more than I am. So. You know, I've kind of mellowed yep. a bit, so I'd have to keep, I'd have to keep my guard up. <laughs> for damn sure. How about you, Linda? I have no. You meet idea. younger Linda. You think the two of you'd get along? I suppose. I mean, yeah. I'm stuck with, I'm stuck with me. <laughs> yeah. Girls. Yeah, I could probably. I, I, we could put up with each other for sure. You run into the Charles that's stealing coal cuts from the band on the beach. <laughs> from the beach boys, yes. <laughs> I think the two of you'd get along. I love it. Yeah, because I'm still a little bit of that person. Yeah. Yeah. We might get in trouble together. Right. <laughs> That'd be my concern. Yeah, that He's might up. feed some of that stuff. Might we? I, yeah. Right. He'd seduce me back into the dark side. Uh. <laughs> All right. So, um, so. Basically, everybody gives it uh, one or two thumbs up. Yeah, I'd give it two thumbs up. I really uh, enjoyed it. Very um, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, very entertaining. All right. Well, uh, we're getting uh, kind of short on time. Let's jump into Nemona. Nemona. All right. I got Nimonia. it. Right. <laughs> Are you the uh, only one who saw it, Chris? Uh, I think so. No, no um, I watched. We can, well, I, I heard you guys talking about it, so I watched it last night. Okay. Um, and and we don't have to get too far in depth because I do think it. I do think it should have a larger discussion, but we can talk about it briefly and and have a follow up when when a couple more of us return uh, to talk about it. But um, uh, you know, this is uh, kind of a fantasy adventure knights and magic and monsters to transform and, and things like that and it's about uh Nimona is the name of this uh, uh creature female character if you will um that uh takes it upon herself to become the sidekick of a knight who was recently betrayed by his own friends that he grew up with uh in this kingdom where he's framed essentially for killing the the queen um oh. And uh, he ends up on this adventure slash quest uh, to clear his name and, and prove that he, you know, isn't a murderer or anything like that, despite what, what everybody saw happen in the beginning of the, the film. And uh, she joins as his kind of maniacal, not really evil, but also not the kindest person, uh, sidekick uh, who can shape shift into just about everything. And um, uh, helps him in his uh, battles and adventure to kind of uncover what happened and to uh, get to the truth of the matter. 
and uh, they kind of bond in this thing and, and have a, a friendship that was uh, maybe unexpected based off this prophecy that we come to learn about, um, which is basically that when she shows up, um, this monster that represents this young girl, um, there's like a prophecy or something that shows up that basically says she's going to destroy the city or destroy the world. Um, and she's powerful enough to do so. And there is a point, there's a tipping point where she's kind of pushed to the edge near the end of the film and it turns into this monster that would otherwise destroy um, the world. And um, it's this knight who has bonded with this friendship that ends up bringing her back off the ledge, uh, which is good. So um, a friendship story, a little bit of a love story. Um, the main character um, is queer in this. And that actually, interestingly enough, brought up, brings up another thing, which was, um, I guess, uh, um, Charles, you said it was Disney, right? Yeah, Disney. Well, it, part of that is people buying people and stuff, but Disney uh, was postponing the Yeah, this was originally supposed to be a Disney release. Yeah, so it ended up being Netflix bought it. So there was a, there's a moment or two where um, clearly the, the main knight is um, in love with another knight um, and so they have this this relationship, and and there are scenes where they're either holding hands or maybe they share a kiss, and that was apparently too much uh, for Disney to take on to present that mm -hmm. um, that relationship. And so Netflix said, "Well, screw you, we'll take it, uh, and we'll put it out there." And it was fine, honestly. There, it you know people need to move on, but it, it's just disappointing that something of that quality. Um, and, and Gina, you know, she bought the, the, the comic series a while ago. It's pretty hefty. It's 260 plus pages of oh, the wow. story. It's a full film in here um, that they let that um, that they let that overshadow getting the story out there, having it, it, that the animated film. It's a fun cartoon. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not a big cartoon guy either. I'm a, but but it's the the world they created. Um, they're in like modern times, except they're knights with a queen. So they have like he has a he has a laptop computer. Oh, and they go to they meet at the dark cafe, but they order nachos and they have like you can see the <laughs> paper napkin dispenser sitting there. Yeah, you know nachos in the milk, and, and it's it's a fun. They keep it. It's uh, um. Entertaining. And, and I, 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 I'm sure there's some dead, there's there's an overriding metaphor about the fear of uh, <laughs> fear of the other, you know. Yep. And um, but even right from the get go, it was the the setup for murder for this 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 poor night. I mean, it, it, it catches you right off. It's right away. Yep. Hmm. Yeah. It does. And, and so that's, and I, that's what really? I told uh, Seth when I initially, I'm not, so I, I'm a big fan of animated series and, and shows and stuff, but there's certain styles that, that I'm not a fan of. And I found that this one, you know, wasn't my particularly favorite style and how it was done. However, the story pulled me into where I ended up sitting down and watching the whole film uh, straight through. Hmm. Um, because it was compelling to Charles's point. They they hit it off right right off the bat. Right in the beginning, you, you have to watch it after ten minutes. I I look ten minutes in, you're like, well, I'm I'm invested now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and and so it was it was actually really good. Uh, and again, it's just disappointing that that they let something 
um, like a, a main queer character get in the way of um, yeah. getting the story out here because it was actually really, really good. Um, uh, the story is by uh, a woman named uh, Noelle Stevenson. So she is, uh, she's been nominated for a Harvey Award mm. and was ordered awarded the okay. Slate Cartoonist Studio Prize for Best Web Comic in 2012 for Nimona. So this has been around for a while. Hmm. Um, she's a graduate of the Maryland Institute College of Art. Noelle is also the co-writer of Lumberjanes. I'll need to. I oh, that's a great. That that's a great series. Yep. So, and she's from Los Angeles, but she did a really, really excellent job um, with this. I have not read it myself. Um, again, this one's Gina's, but um, I didn't know this was out there. And then she mentioned, "Hey, that show you're watching is I actually have the comic for that." Um, so it's always <laughs> awesome to see. Um, when something really takes off like that and, and for Netflix to pick it up uh, yeah. just shows to how much content is in there. But it was very it's funny, very humorous. Yes. Plenty of action in there. Um, lots of great one-liners. And again, Nimona is this, 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 this spunk of villainy that exists. Um, you know, she, to her, it's not really about doing good. It's just like, Let's 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 break some necks. Let's break some bones, right? <laughs> right. He's like, you're on a quest to, to clear your name, but while we're doing that, we could take out some bad guys, right? <laughs> and, uh, let's do it in the most epic and, and noisy and explosionist way possible, right? Um, <laughs> it's kind of her way to go. Let's make as much noise as we can. Um, and so it was it was enjoyable because of that, and and you get to connect with um, her origin story. They do a really good job with that. And also, you know, you come to find out that some things that you're taught in history could be a lie. And that lie is perpetuated over time. And and this is also a story about clearing up that lie as well, you know. Cool. Right. So, yeah. All right. Awesome. All right, so it's worth watching. I, I, yeah. yeah, I definitely yeah. recommend it. All right. We'll check it out. <clears throat> sounds like a sounds like an interesting show. So it is very much so. All right. Cool. All right. Well, thank you all for tuning in for this episode of the Galactic Driftwood podcast. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you all next time for some other pop culture discussions. <laughs> um, until then, have a great week and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Later. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well. <laughs>